0: hello lovely people and welcome to episode three of breaking barriers a mental health discussion and today we will be talking about black hair everyone so my name is shatina hunter and i am a licensed marriage and family therapist as well as the creator of always live lovely and i am super super excited today to be talking about the topic of black hair you know breaking barriers a mental health discussion was created because i really know and acknowledge that there's so much stigma and taboo topics that are associated with the mental health field and different things that people experience, that I really wanted to be able to make it easier for people to be able to reach out for help if they need to, as well as just know how to be able to discuss with your friends, your family, your loved ones, these topics that can tend to be just really hard to just sit with other people and talk about and be able to just express what your experience is, has been like and then so I hope that from this episode like you are able to just gain a little bit of knowledge and insights on you know ways that you can be able to comfortably talk about just the black hair experience and be able to break down them barriers when it comes to Mm -hmm. people authentically you know being themselves within society as well as if you are not a person that has black hair being able to authentically accept other people as they walk through life as themselves with their beautiful crowns on their heads so for Today, I have a lovely, lovely, lovely guest. You know, she got your girl right, looking tight, okay, feeling good. Hi,
1: feeling right? <laughs> the
0: lovely Chelsea Austin, and she is going to introduce herself.
2: Hello, everybody. My name again, like she said, is Chelsea Austin. I'm a natural hair enthusiast. Um, I've been doing hair for about 10 years now so i got a little information for you guys and kind of give you my input on natural hair and black hair
0: in general yes so i'm super excited because of the fact that chelsea does hair y'all see her lovely beautiful locks that she's rocking you know so i know she has a (laughs) lot of different things to add to this topic we kind of like touched on a couple of things while she was getting me right and i was like okay this is the person that i want to be able to bring on the show so that you all can just kind of gain some some insight from her and just kind of have an opportunity to kind of tune into our little conversation and chat all right so basically you know just starting out like some of the thoughts that i've had because as we know black hair just causes so many difficulties like we've seen yes. even on social media um and just like news outlets like in the last couple of years people have had to actually create laws just for us to be able to wear the hair that's growing out our head like
2: exactly <laughs> like, exactly which sounds
0: crazy absolutely <laughs> insane yeah, like we could change it. And then just people like kids getting expelled and getting suspended yeah. because they have lovely locks or, you know, and not being professional because you rocking an Afro or because you have color in the big, like poetic justice braids in your hair. And then, so it's really a topic that, you know, people that are not, ones that have black hair growing out of their scalps, you know, it's hard to be able to just digest because of how society has just diluted what beauty is and diluted what the standard actually is and what's acceptable. And it's really important for us to be able to just kind of break down things that we've probably even internalized since we were little girls and little boys. And then, so even when it comes to just like this talk of black hair, like what was the narrative that you heard growing up Um, in regards to your hair and other people's hair around you? Wow.
2: So the biggest thing that um, kind of just kind of floated around everyone was the whole narrative of good hair and nappy hair. It was always like, if you had that, oh, oh, if I'm Black and I'm mixed, oh, you have good hair, girl. You got real good hair. Then it comes to someone who may be darker skinned and they're like, oh, you got nappy hair, which is not the case. Good hair is good hair. You can have a 1A to a 2C and that's considered good hair. From 2C to 4C, oh, you got nappy. No, it's textured hair. And I really get, it's, it bothers me a little when I hear like our people say like, man, you just, I got nappy hair. I just can't deal with it. And no, you have beautiful, good textured hair it is it's it sucks because even as we were kids you know people were teased about it if you wore your hair natural like that's weird and it, it kind of even like drifts into like how black men look at our natural women it's mm-hmm. like why are you wearing your natural hair like why won't you straighten it like why won't you you know and it's it's a it's a difficult conversation because it's almost like a conversation we need to have in our community right. in itself um but Stemming with now, which just goes a little deeper, but um, hair in general is um, is generalized everywhere because even if you're not black in your hairstyle, if you're of a different race, if you color your hair red and you're in the office, they're like, no.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Even in certain shades of red, certain shades of ombres. I mean, um, ginger. You know, you can't wear it in certain spaces. Which honestly, you're you're showing who you are, and that should never be um, constructed. Mm-hmm. you are you as long as your character is corrected it doesn't matter what you look like that's where i that's what i generally feel um and that's it's so hard to um go into the basics of it because it's it's just it's difficult it's there's so many like uh doors you got to go into like that's it's just difficult but um the biggest thing right now like the crown act in california like mm-hmm. Is just been, you cannot discriminate against someone's hair. You know, like it's, it's crazy. I still feel like it's just a crazy thing. And um, how we're still battling that within the whole United States. Like you said, it's the hair that's growing out of your scalp. How is that an issue?
1: Right, right.
2: How is that an issue? Right. But I mean, I, I feel like our hair, like especially um, African American women and men, like we, the, the trauma has started since we were kids. Mm-hmm. you know like i said the good hair from us not being able to wear our natural hair because you know if you talk to your grandparents and stuff if you come in with a, a puff ball they're looking at you like you're crazy like why didn't you do your hair like, right. my hair is done what do you mean my <laughs> hair is done no your hair is not done you need to go get you know the hot comb we got we got trauma with that our ears didn't get oh my okay. gosh like okay it's you know feel- there's so <laughs> many things that Uh, that contributed to um, us and which ties into your self-esteem like we we don't know how to feel confident in ourselves in our hair like it is it is a big big issue Mm -hmm. issue I have women or clients that I had they're like oh no I never wear my natural hair like what I I look crazy or Mm -hmm. I don't feel cute I don't feel confident when I'm in my natural hair because You may not get as many compliments when you have a straight weave compared to you wearing your natural hair. But it all ties into how you look because everyone cares about how they look. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me one person who doesn't care about their hair because that's how they judge you. Oh, you see, oh, look at her hair. Mm -hmm. You know, which, you know, so that's why I under, I don't want to say that I understand how um, people are judging based off how we wear our hair professionally. But as long
0: as it's up kept, Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get where you're saying, you know, and and even you know, when we're little, I try to like, I would love to know even more just about Black hair when it comes to just slavery, because I know that there were certain ways that we had to take care of our hair or probably certain things that we had to do. And even when it went over into like the head wrap stages and people feeling more comfortable to wear head wraps as a way of, you know, expressing themselves. Um, And there was a time when Afros were in and that was like a way of being able to express your liberation. And then it's like, after that, like the perms, you know, yeah. it started to like take over, and I know for sure for me, like I had a perm. Um, I don't know how young I actually was, but I had a perm all the way up until it was probably I was a senior in college, and then that's when I was oh, like, enough, wow. enough. I don't want to do this anymore because. Yeah. Your hair, yeah like I would experience it's like a whole process y'all like I would have to get all this Vaseline and like different stuff put on my scalp so that I I didn't like burn in case I happened to itch or scratch my hair like the day before a couple of days because lord knows if I did Mm -hmm. that like I was going to experience some intense burning and then you know having to let it sit for some time like I've had a time before where the perm had to sit on my hair and I kept saying like it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. And I felt like my scalp was on fire. Like I was yeah. turning but it was like, no, you got to sit there. You got to like, let it take. And it's like, that's so traumatizing. And then on top of that, having to get my hair straightened. I still, if I go to the shop just to get my hair pressed, because I am a 4C girl. So, you know, it takes mm-hmm. a certain amount of, you know, just styling and and skill and style and certain utensils to be able to make sure that my hair can stay straightened for a couple of weeks for me. Right. But when my hot cone comes out, I'm flicking and I'm ducking and I'm diving Mm -hmm. and I'm scared because of having to hold my ear or maybe I was little and I got burnt or you know maybe somebody a little too close to my skin and you know it's that whole idea of what you said of like you know like it's this whole standard of beauty and even now I struggle so much you know with my hair not in accepting it but the difficulties of what it takes to take care of it because if you were little all you knew was perm You never got to actually fully understand how to take care of your natural hair. So it becomes a whole new world and a whole new different beauty standard that you're kind of coming into. And it's just kind of like, I feel like there's a lot of trauma that's just associated with that whole good hair, bad hair narrative and it's always like something that even the older generations they're still going to do that whole you got nappy hair this person has good hair and of course the good hair is usually associated with the people that are more fair or light-skinned and the darker you go the nappier your hair is so it's like what is that supposed to do to you know anybody that has a more thicker curlier kinkier type of course of hair and just their self-esteem and trying to understand can they ever be beautiful
2: right exactly exactly and like you said like our natural hair goes back decades you know where you know in the slave times where women would braid in rice into the cornrows you know to keep you know if they run out of food if they're being traded for them to have food you know and going all the way back to where in Africa where certain hairstyles certain styles mean you were from a certain tribe meant that you believed in certain things you know there's so much history in our natural hair and um but it also goes into like just educating yourself like it's okay not to know you know but taking that step to educate yourself to understand your hair cuz all of our hair is not the same right you know it is a process trying to understand your hair so for like you know us black women um it's you have to it's 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 a stage you know mm-hmm. you you have to um be willing to accept it you know just speaking on me and my locks like it took me forever to start my locks. Mm-hmm. I just, I went through that whole, like, I don't want to go through the ugly phase. Like, <laughs> I don't want to like, cut <laughs> to my ear look like a little boy, <laughs> you know, like, I didn't want to have it like that. And, you know, my husband used to tell me my husband has locks, he's been growing them for 15 years. And he was like, babe, it's, it's not like that. There is, there is no ugly stage. Mm-hmm. But I was just conditioned to not rep my natural hair. I never did as a child. My hair was either braided up and long. It was pressed. It was flat ironed. It was never in its natural state. So I didn't understand that. I didn't know how to rock it. And I've, most importantly, I felt really like low self-esteem when I wore my natural hair. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel beautiful. And I was just like, how do I like rock a style and, and feel confident but since I've started my loss, honestly, I've learned to love myself. Like I, have mm. I'm like full natural, like full and em- fully embracing my beauty. Like, and I think that's what a lot of people who do start their loss, like that journey and growing with their hair, like you're growing as a person as well. And that is just like all your history in your hair. Um, so it's, 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 It's a conversation. And I feel like that narrative of the good hair, bad hair will never go away. Like you said, it's forever going to be there. It's a tough conversation. Um, But I feel like as these generations go, we're kind of learning more about ourselves. We're learning more about our hair. We're being more confident, like with the crown act, like, no, you're not going to tell me that I have to cut off my hair in order to be professional. Mm -hmm. I am professional. Character is everything, not the way that I look.
1: Mm-hmm. you know and
2: that's it's so important in, in America right now it's all about how you look and that is not right I don't understand that that is crazy to me that is absolutely crazy to me as long as like I said before as long as you're up kept it doesn't matter your character's corrected it doesn't matter my hair does not define how I act right when it comes to locks when people see locks they think you're dirty and you smoke weed mm-hmm let's be real you, you're you dirty oh and to be honest locks they that's how they lock with dirt people and that's why they think that they're dirty it does but our texture is able to to take this
1: mm-hmm. it doesn't
2: mold it doesn't anything so it can take all of that yes but it does not mean that we're dirty
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know so there's there's different um stereotypical uh stereotypes um on locks right. and hair like it really is it's crazy um but I get looked at differently since I lost my hair as well. Yeah, like I get really do I get I get looked at. I have tattoos, you know. It's like mm-hmm. everything is just all tied into that. It's just a stereotype that is just crazy um, with any type of hairstyle, you know. So it's 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 difficult.
0: Yeah, and and I hear you, and just like you know the way that America in itself just plays into whatever level of impact it has on just our experiences of just being yeah. black like that's all we're really yeah. doing being black and that's authentic. It. this is just how you know our genetics are and how our hair grows and it can be so very magical you know in being able to be all that it encompasses and all the beauty mm-hmm. that it encompasses and you know even with like you know the different experiences that you're talking about as far as living in America, um, even as like a Black woman, or like you said, like your husband has locks as well, and then so, and people that you know, I'm sure in your family has like straight hair, has permed hair, you know, maybe they wear their hair curly, maybe it's in a twist out, maybe it's in an afro, um, yeah. but what do you feel like, I'll say like, and what different experiences have you heard like people have as far as like the impact of their hair just continuously through America, whether it's in schools, whether it's at work, whether it's with your friends, whether it's at a restaurant, like whatever it can be. Like, how have you seen hair just truly impact just the experience of just being an American?
2: Um, I think in some aspects I've had friends who, I mean, like we've talked about, um, weren't accepted for jobs. Mm -hmm. um I've had places where well that kind of goes with like appearance not more so just hair but like being uh not accepted into a restaurant because because of your hair
1: yeah I've
2: you know um in particular like my husband he has long locks he's a photographer working with certain companies that look doesn't seem a photographer professional appearance you know, so he will get treated differently, you know, it may not be accepted for certain gigs, like, so I've seen, hair is, I've seen quite a few, I mean, it's not nothing that has been um, extremely traumatizing, just because I feel like in this time right now, um, it's all about challenging that, challenging why can I not wear my hair like this, Right. You know, so I never heard anyone really just like, I just completely been denied because of my hair um, or being challenged because of my hair. So personally, I haven't experienced any such thing, um, but I have been in certain salons to where I had to wear my hair a certain way, but my hair texture wasn't like theirs. Uh-huh. So I couldn't wear my hairstyle in the style that they wanted, so they didn't want me in their shop.
1: Got it. Mm -hmm. So
2: it hasn't been, you know, it's just little small things like that, but nothing ever to where it's just like, um, too, too much, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's like, you know, it seems like it's that standard of representation of how they will want their brand to look. It makes me think of when we are faced with these different situations to where it's like, you know, maybe like I've had times before, like even being a therapist where like, I'll come to work with my natural hair and people will kind of make a comment that are of other ethnicities that I know they kind of give me a low blow. And then it's just yeah. like, I'm coming to work with my hair straightened. And it's like, oh my goodness, there's something different about you. Like, oh, you look so beautiful. And then I had to think like, wait, why are they, wait, I just, I'm the same say right. I got the same Right, I'm like, oh, okay, well, my hair is straighter, and to them, it's more done, and it's more kept, and then if we're growing up with, like, our parents, or our grandparents, or our sisters, brothers, like, telling us, like, your hair isn't done, like, I, I have literally had days with my natural hair where it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't going to work. And this yeah, but I'm, I'm putting so much time it right into like trying to make my hair look a certain way and it just wasn't happening. So I knew that maybe I was, I was looking a little like. I don't know like but right. it's like, okay what can I really do about it I'm running out of time I'm gonna be late so I have to just show up to work but it's like that pressure of like your hair mm-hmm. has to be done it can't just be yes. free-flowing because it's like you yeah. look a mess or yeah. like your hair is too nappy or you know this is not appealing or maybe men like no man is gonna look at you if your hair isn't yes. done in the way so when we're put in these different situations like how do you feel like we just continue to play into that narrative like, what do you think?
2: Mm, I feel like we um, we continue that narrative because, like, uh, you know, if you speak to your mom or something, and it's like, you know, um, there's this really nice man. He, you know, he may he have all these degrees. Maybe like a doctor or something. Um, you know, you got to come. You know, straighten your hair out. And it's almost like you know the um, I can't remember the name of the movie on Netflix with uh, Sonaya Nathan. <laughs> And how she had to cut, she, you know, she always like pressed her hair, her mom, press her hair. No, you're going in here. This man is not going to love you unless you have your hair straightened. Uh, what is that? Brush your hair back. Do this. And she finally cut all of her hair off. And it was just like, she came within herself, you know, but I, I feel like there's, we, we continuously play, uh, play into it by just continuing that, um, that generational, like, appearance like, it's a, it literally is a generational appearance, like, from our, you know, grandparents and stuff, like, I feel like we just, um, I don't know, that's a really hard question, because I don't know how to, like, fully answer that, but I know that we kind of just <laughs> continuously telling each other, you need to do your hair down, like, uh, get your hair down, like, we're we're so in particular about calling our flaws out to each other, okay. so it all, it always, like, continuously comes up and it's like dang like I'm about to go to my auntie's house I know I need to brush my hair like we're having holiday seasons I need to go get my hair done because I can't walk in there because the one thing they're gonna call me out on is my hair mm-hmm. then I look a mess or try to do it real subtly you okay right how you doing <laughs> you you okay you've been doing it in school you look you look kind of stressed out a little bit you know it's like those little subtle hints and it's like dang like what happens if I just came and I wash, I did a washing and go and this is how right. my hair is Mm-hmm. Why do I have to have it straightened? Why? And honestly, why do you have to have it like fully kept up if you're around family and things? I understand professionally. Yes. But if you're coming around family and you're just being in your natural state, that should be okay. But mm-hmm. it's not okay. We don't have those conversations and we don't challenge each other. That's the biggest thing. We don't challenge each other. It's okay to challenge your parents.
1: Mm-hmm. Why
2: can't I wear my hair like this? And that kind of goes back to what I said like generations, like, where these next generations have been really challenging that they're not taking that as an okay no I can wear my hair this way it should be okay it should just be okay and you know to wear you yeah that's it yeah that's it so you know just to sum it up but like yeah I just think that we play into it by continuously calling out those flaws um, from parents which rolls over into us going to our kids we just continue to call those flaws out, not so direct, but in ways to where um, it's kind of subtle, Mm
1: -hmm. but it's
2: kind of like, you need to have your stuff, you need to do it, you have to, you're never going to get a man if you don't do it, you know, it's those little comments is how we kind of keep going with generation to generation on how to keep your hair up. Yeah, that's
0: something that you said is like, sticking with me because I never really like I I probably experienced it but I've never really thought about it like what you said about why do we have to even make sure that our hair is kept up around our loved ones like we should be able to be as natural as we possibly can but as we know even just growing up a lot of our trauma um and a lot of experiences that we have that make and mold us into the people that we are comes from the people that we're around growing up you know and it kind of sucks I definitely say like you know, I definitely have received some flack, you know, when my hair is yeah. looking a certain way. Um, sometimes it's hurtful. Sometimes it's helpful because sometimes i know, yeah. like, does this look okay if I'm, if I'm trying something? Um, but it's definitely like, I'm just kind of thinking and sitting on just the whole idea of, In a perfect world like the people that you care and love the most and the people that care and love about you the most like that should be the place where you can just be your natural self and that is a safe place a safe place for you to be your, your natural self but because we all have just been conditioned and through the generations have learned what is acceptable and what is not acceptable it's like you learn off top like from your family is it safe for you to just kind of walk around all willy-nilly and how you just feel and doing and it's like well if it's not safe around your family to do that then of course you're not going to feel safe out in the world to be able to walk around any old type of way and it's like wow I never really like I still have some thoughts that I need to (laughs) yeah kind of
1: hit hit hard yeah
2: because like I said it's it's very subtle it's not like we're we're um our parents are the uh you know your parents aunties, they're not fully throwing it at you they're subtly doing it they ask those small questions that make you question yourself like damn like do I not look a certain way do i okay maybe I need to go in the bathroom and brush my hair back if I had it in afro mm-hmm. tell me I look crazy like and that's what also like I wanted to ask you like as a black woman being a therapist like like you said some clients will look at you and be like oh if you got your natural hair but like away from that, stepping into different businesses and being a Black woman, do you feel like you have to have your hair a certain way in order to be accepted or to get into certain places? Like, do you feel comfortable like, okay, you know, I didn't get my hair done today. I'm just going to put a little headband, keep my natural and go in and help these people. Like, what do you kind of deal with on that? Because that's very, that's very important.
0: Yeah, um, I definitely feel like there is like a narrative of your hair has to look professional. It has to be in a professional way. You know, I definitely have experimented with certain things because, you know, I have been natural, um, since 2012-ish going into 2013. Um, so it's kind of like, that was a whirlwind into itself because I kind of did like the Transition type thing. Then I got my hair kind of cut off and it was in a short little um, press style. Then I kind of started bringing in more like twist outs and, you know, washouts and um, different, different, um, things like that. And it's just like, I started to try and get comfortable with things kind of being what they were because I was trying to figure out how to even thrive (laughs) while also trying to keep my self-esteem, whatever I could keep it at, like, and thinking that I look okay because it was a whole new look for me. Um, I definitely am a type of person that sometimes I've gotten so comfortable to where I'll throw a head wrap on, um, and go to work and be okay with that. Um, but, I've gotten like from, from some people, I'll definitely say, especially because I work with the college population, like they hype me up. Like (laughs) (laughs) they hype me up when they see different things that I'm doing. What I will say that I have noticed is I was kind of getting a little lazy with my hair, but that was because I was feeling really discouraged and like what I was doing before wasn't quite working. And then, so I was having some difficulties and I would find myself not Uh, detangling it as much, throwing on more head wraps. And I'll definitely say once I kind of got into the mode of like, I want to keep my hair up. And I don't know if that's just like, I I am a person that's like, you know, you look good, you feel good. I love when my hair, you know, is like, you know, Done to my liking. Um, but yes. then also, is still just that underlying sting of my hair needs to be a certain way. Like, if I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing things like this where I'm recording stuff and the whole world is looking at me, or I'm constantly, you know, recording webinars and being in front of the college campus, like, I need to still look a certain way and present a certain mm-hmm. way. And I will say, um, for the last few months, since I have been just consistently switching up my styles like I used to in high school, I've gotten a lot more reactions from people. Like, it's like people are noticing Mm. me in a different way. And they're like, oh yeah. my gosh, your hair. Oh, you look so beautiful. Oh, this, oh, that. And I mean, I'm not doing anything necessarily with straightening a lot, like here and there. Right. It's been more so like braids or long ponytails, but it's been such a huge expression of myself that they haven't really necessarily seen me step into. Yeah. i probably used to years ago. Um, so it's just like, it's kind of taking them aback and is bringing more attention to my hair. But I'll definitely say I've had positive reactions to where people are hyping me up. But at the same time, I also have had, um, I notice, like, I notice because people always, for some reason, have been complimenting me um, when I do something different. And if I just come right. with, like, a head wrap on or I know okay maybe it don't look the best or I've just put like uh like I like to tie little scarves here and keep it out in the back they won't really say too much (laughs) like I won't really be be acknowledged like too much in the same way I I did something like this or I had like a cute little funky style and I haven't really Mm. had the opportunity to sit on that too much but I definitely notice like when I'm getting more hyped up and when I'm not um mm-hmm. and I will say just with being like having my license I do feel like that comes with a certain level of like professionalism Professionalism, and I yeah. make sure that I'm looking a little bit more clean cut and then as right. well like with social media and stuff people like to look at pretty people like yes. I've done videos before where I didn't have a makeup like I was just like I'm about to come to them raw and real and it's like nobody's, it's not just, the, yeah. yeah, they they're want not to look to see, at you yeah. more put together and they want right. to, it's like they want to only listen, listen to the pretty people or
2: something, I really, no, just, seriously, no, like, no that <laughs> is absolutely true, no, I know, and it sounds crazy when you say it out loud, but it's, it's actually true, that is absolutely true, That's mm-hmm, absolutely true.
0: Mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I, I mean, it sucks because I don't feel like nobody, and I've said this before with my team, I don't feel like nobody has to have this pressure on them, like mm-hmm. to worry about what their hair is looking like. And I've taken note of like the people around me and I'm like, wow, like they could just let their hair out and it just like, uh-huh. it down, or they just throw it up in a ponytail. And it's like not a big it deal for me. Every day I have to put some type of concern into what my hair is looking like. I really have to put some effort into it. I got a pre-plan to make sure, okay, when I take these, when I take these, um, Senegalese twist out, what's the next thing? It's like, I have to have right. everything kind of planned out. And it's so much work. And sometimes I do just want to just be and be free. But I know that I've been judged before because I know I'm a heck of a good worker and I bring a lot to the table. But I've been judged before with having my poetic justice braids with some, um, I like to do a little bit of blondes mixture. Of yeah. the, I like <laughs> and I've been talked about before, like, oh, she's ghetto, she's this. I still got higher, but it kind of hurt knowing I was walking into an Establishment because I was being myself and it was like I was prejudged for being ghetto and this and that and the third and with everything I everything else I had on was like fine and professional I felt like my hair was done and that's the thing yeah. my hair was actually done but I was still perceived yeah. as like as. ghetto and like less of a value or mm-hmm. maybe I'm about to come in there and be super ratchet or something I mean over time yeah. working it was able to change the narrative because of my character and what I was gonna mm-hmm. to bring to the table. But even that sucks. Like when you get your hair done and people still judging you like something wrong with it. And it's like, but my hair is done right now. Like what yes. is the
1: problem?
2: Yes. Like what is y'all ideal of professional or uh, done hair? No, let's just say that. What is your idea of done hair? Mm-hmm. What is it? Like, what is it? Because we're not the same person. We don't have the same textures. Mine is different. So that's, yeah, it's, it. yeah, that's crazy.
0: We the only one who got that standard too that part live up to this whole idea of your hair done even for men like you know everybody got the little style with the the kinky hair at the top and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like how what are their experiences because they're not getting their faded like people aren't really necessarily keeping things in like a short little neat afro like the the men the dudes are definitely just letting it flow freely too yeah i've definitely heard people within our community be like that look a hot mess like, they need yes. to cut stuff off. That yes. is not cool. And it's just like, exactly what?
2: Like yep. What you- <laughs> yep. I mean, it's like, there's no win for it. You know, like, I, it's just a continuous thing. Like I said, it's almost a conversation that needs to happen in the Black community mm-hmm. that, that is very sensitive that we don't want to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. Because it's not, it's not um, on, certain, on anyone in particular. It's on all of us.
1: Mm-hmm. you know
2: and and right. even when it's like <clears throat> one of those things where someone of a different race is wearing say box braids and then we wear the box braids we get looked at different and they look at oh my gosh you that is such a unique style you look so different but then I'm acknowledging my cultural thing and it looks a different way it's it's that's what gets me that's what's really hard for me to accept mm-hmm. I don't mind personally for any other races wearing um, braids, fox braids, french braids, do it all, but don't try to create it as your own. Yeah. When you try to claim it as your own, that's when it becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. That's when cultural appropriation comes into play. But, you know, like, especially like when it comes to locks, like, I don't want to sound a certain way, but like, (laughs) you know, locks were, you know, I'm trying to be honest, you know, but locks were made for Black people. Black people meaning, because everyone has Black in them, okay? Mm -hmm. So we have the hair texture to lock. You know, Caucasian people, their hair cannot lock. Their hair molds. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
2: why when you see people who do, who are not Black, and they lock their hair, they can't keep their locks in for too long because it automatically molds. Our hair can lock without any of that. We can wash our hair fully, get all the dirt out, and it locks. Mm -hmm. That style derivative from us, that is our hairstyle that is our culture you know um so i don't have a big issue with other people wearing locks or you know wearing braids but um give homage to to us okay give homage to the culture of that hairstyle don't try to just oh no but you wear blonde hair you wear your hair straight there was a video that went viral of a girl saying that um she had braids and she was like how my. so you guys wear blonde hair you guys straighten your hair so what does that mean how that that doesn't make sense baby girl like that that has no comparison to what we're talking about mm-hmm. straight hair people are born with straight hair coming straight out of them traits from generations right. that's why they have straight hair people like we had someone we went to school named khalil blue eyes mm-hmm. black okay mm-hmm. with icy blue eyes you know and so it's it's all from traits you can't tell me that because i have a trait in my body that i have that i'm being cultural Right. what are you talking about right you know so when it comes to those things like with other races wearing our hairstyles like I don't I don't mind it but um it's just crazy that they get a different reaction than we do when we're wearing stuff that we've always worn mm-hmm. and it looks just up as, as kept as theirs so that's why I asked that question because I know you as far as being per, uh, professional, because your um well you have to be professional because you're a therapist so you know in that profession you have to have a certain look but I just I know in certain situations it's just different yeah it's just different
0: yeah yeah and I definitely always try to just consider because like you know when I wasn't as like I've always been a presenter I've always done workshops but when I wasn't as in front of audiences. Like I'm much more in front of audiences, especially because we're sheltering in place right now. So it's like I'm the person that does a lot of the videos for my job. I'm doing a lot of videos for always live lovely. Like there's so many different ways where I'm like a lot of people are going to look at this. And it was like once my mind kind of like that clicked in my mind, that's when I was like, okay, girl, like you like you got to get it together. Like you got to make sure that you're a little bit more on point with your appearance. Um because like more people are looking at you. So it was like it wasn't like I I changed as far as licensure, like, you know, I had my licensure, and I was like, cool, and I still will rock my, like, nothing will stop me from rocking my head rats, but, right. like, I yeah. still <laughs> do, but it's just kind of, like, I'm finding myself being much more intentional right now and it's interesting though because you know coming from the high school that we went to and it being an art school I was always in front of and I'm just making this connection as we're talking I was always in front of a lot of people growing up because I was performing so like yeah. of course I had to be lifted up and it's like when yeah. I got to like being in college and grad school and I wasn't in front of people as much then I'm noticing now like that's when I kind of started getting a little more more laid back coming like junior year of undergrad going into grad school, and then a couple of years outside of graduating. And then now that I'm putting myself back on a stage, it's like that whole repetitive thing of like how I was growing up. Like I have to make sure that I'm looking a certain way Mm -hmm. and presenting a certain thing to be ready for the stage, to be ready for like, you know, the performance or people looking at me and like, that's something interesting. So it is like a difference. I feel like in that way, like I do Mm -hmm. not feel like I could come on here and just roll out of bed and just... Be like, hey y'all, like I really like that would probably yeah. be, that would make me nervous, like, or I would feel like yeah. people are going <laughs> to say some rude stuff and miss the whole point of what I'm trying to do. Um, yeah, because they're gonna be so focused on other things that are irrelevant and not important. So, you know, it All goes right. back into that comment of what we were saying of like it's never hundred percent gonna go away. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of just how we kind of grapple in with it each and every day, and how we're holding it while still trying to honor ourselves, and even right. when it comes to like other races and like you're saying um other races can do this and then we do it and then we get a lot of ridicule for it do you feel like there's ways that other races can stop playing into this whole stigma and negative narrative um of just black hair i think
2: honestly i mean i feel like there is no way but i also feel like speak up you know like if if you're if they're trying to put a stigma on you because there are some people say that there, um, you know, other races that wear a hairstyle, and they're really not trying to make anything their own. Like they really just love the hairstyle that we rock,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
2: Um, but they are ridiculed on it, like, oh, so you're trying to be black and all this. But like, a lot of them don't speak up, or some of them kind of take it as a negative view. When we're just, I feel like as a nation, we're just very sensitive on that topic right now. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, there are people who just like to wear our hairstyles. They're not trying to quote, quote, cultural appropriate anything. Like they're really just trying to just wear the style that they like. But I I feel like they have to take that with a grain of salt and understand why it's so sensitive. Mm -hmm. Not, you don't just not have to wear the hairstyle no more. Just understand and acknowledge, acknowledge why it's coming on to you. Mm-hmm. you know, and speak up. Oh, I I, I never meant to ha- uh, come off that way. You know, I love your guy's hairstyle, and I just wanted to try it on myself. That comes a long way, but we don't get that reaction. We get that, well, you do this, well, you do that. They come with the same um, energy that we come with them with, you know, which is something we kind of have to tell ourselves. But I mean, I hate to say that too, because we come off so aggressive when we're just expressing our emotions.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so it's like, it's, I just feel like in that just other cultures, just educating yourself on hairstyles or you know the cultural background to it, understand that there's something you may not be okay to wear
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it's okay to wear if that makes sense yeah. you know so um i don't think there's anything specific that they can do. I would just say the main thing is just to speak up, just to uh, make sure that you're um, you're reiterating that it's not what you're trying to do. You're not trying to do anything to hurt anybody, to offend the culture, any of that. You just like the style. So I, I'm, I'm not a big fan on, uh, I mean, I'm not really um, neg- uh, have a negative view on other races wearing hairstyles like ours. Um, it, it doesn't seem like it's an issue to me. I don't think it's an issue.
0: Yeah and, and even just like you know experiences like within schools and workplace and teams because I remember I think yeah. it was a wrestler who had to like cut off his locks as well and it's just like you know what even can other races do to just accept black people how they show up and just let that be okay. Because it shouldn't have to be a law like that's just so. It shouldn't so like, yeah
2: there should be exist. no law that like I mean it's, it's it's very it's it's difficult because there's so many like in this aspect it's okay in this aspect it's not okay in this like it's so it's it's hard to pinpoint just one way that you can try to do so and then if I try to describe all of the ways we'll kind of be here for a minute but like um, I just uh, I just think that we need to just educate ourselves so we can speak up at the right time to make everyone else understand mm-hmm. because I feel like we just kind of talk out our butts <laughs> and, and sometimes we need to back ourselves up and give facts
1: mm-hmm. so then
2: the other races can fully understand why something is wrong or why they shouldn't do the things that they do or wear the styles that they shouldn't wear because I feel like they're just kind of getting just fully just ridiculed because they're not black. Mm-hmm. In they're wearing that style just because so I think it's more so it's edu- educating yourself I think is the biggest thing for all of us not just other races all of us yeah we all need to educate ourselves on it like we just kind of some people just know the basics and speak off just that but it's, it's so much more into it there's so much more so yeah
0: yeah and and even with like because I know you talked about like you know you getting to the point of like locking um your hair and it kind of being a journey for you like what has been like what approaches of healing have you had to take in order to grow into just bracing embracing that part of yourself and just showing up authentically in every space like what does that journey look like for you as far as your healing goes
2: um so starting my locks really challenged me in um viewing myself it was almost like a mirror right in my face and it was like okay so um i So growing up, my father had locks, my brother had locks, but when it came to my dad wanting to lock my hair, my mom said no. Mm -hmm. She was like, as a woman, you shouldn't have locks. You should be, have your hair straightened and stuff like that. So I always grew up with like needing to have my hair straightened and all that. But also what I, um, my dad didn't like push on us, but he made us kind of realize the natural part of us and like being fully who you are, no matter what. Mm-hmm. um and I've always juggled with both of those like I want to show who I am but I also get that I can't be that way I have to have myself together so these past few years I um was kind of struggling I always had my hair done I always had my hair braided I always had my hair um straightened but then I kind of I didn't feel confident honestly when I had braids and stuff like I felt like I was missing a part of myself
1: mm-hmm. and I didn't
2: know what it was you know, when I have my natural hair out, I would stay in the house. I would not go outside. If I had my natural hair out, my eyebrows need to be done. I needed to have some lashes on. I needed to have a full face on. So my outfit needs to be on point. Okay, then I could wear natural hair. You know, like I felt like it was a whole package that I had to prevent when I had my natural hair. And so um, I struggled with my self-esteem for a lot of years. And I um, kind of sat with myself and I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to challenge myself. I think it's time for me to grow and understand who Chelsea is. And I felt like starting my locks would do that because I had to look at myself fully, like literally look at myself and be like, okay, Chelsea, what, what style are you going to do today? Because you know, you got to go in for an interview for a hair salon and it's a hair salon. You can't go in there and your hair is crazy. Oh, so right. you, gotta, you know, like you got to figure out how are you going to do your hair? What are you going to do? So um, when I first started my locks, I went through a lot of depression. Mm-hmm. I went through a lot of depression because, again, when you look good, you feel good. And when my hair was real short, I was just like, this isn't it. Like, this isn't it for me. And I kept telling my husband, I was like, I'm going to take my locks out. Like, I'm going to get brazen. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to straighten my hair. And he was like, no, just give it some time. Like, so I've grown with my hair as far as, like, um, acknowledging fully who I am in my natural state. Like, and being okay with it, being in public. Mm -hmm. I was never comfortable being natural in public because I knew the looks I would get from everyone, from Black people, from non-Black people. I would look or come off some type of way. No matter if I had a full outfit on, eyebrows done. If there's something about our natural hair, it's just like you're unkept. So um, that part of being confident and being in public and being natural and also realizing that I'm taking on stereotypes as I put these in my hair Mm -hmm. and learning how to accept that, but also educate myself. So when I do get presented with those stereotypes, I'm like, no, well, this is what this is, you know, and this is to educate other people, you know, and as well as educating myself, but, you know, it gave me more grounding and more power. I felt like to wearing my hair naturally to the point where I, even when I started my locks and I didn't have them retwisted, i used to be like i look crazy like i know if i go to the store right now someone looking at me like i know she didn't just walk out the house like
1: that
2: Uh i know she knows she look a hot mess you know but then you know my husband no go out like that he -hmm. would push me literally come on let's go let's go to the store and i'm like no wait a minute i need to um he's like why why do you have to change yourself to make it okay for everyone else who cares are they living your life no be okay with you that's the main person you're supposed to be okay with with your hair with anything you be you regardless and if they can't accept that they can't accept that baby that's them
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know so that was what i that's how i kind of grow grew and healed. trust me my mom is still trying to work with it (laughs) you know it's still something different i've come with like red hair red locks and i came (laughs) with the my mom was just like oh You breaking the barriers, okay? Right, you're for real, exactly. You know, like, she's like, okay. And I'm like, yes, this is me, ma. Mm -hmm. This is me, this is fully who I am. And I love my hair. I've never loved myself and loved my hair so much since I lost my hair. Like, it literally challenges you. You become, like, a lot of people who start their locks, they start being like plant babies. Like, they start really, you just kind of grow back into your roots and like, dang, like, this is history. Mm -hmm. this is my growth as my locks get longer I'm changing you change every day but these have challenged me in particular to grow and to heal and to understand that it's okay to be me Mm -hmm. completely Mm -hmm. so that's how I feel my hair like really I've grown so much in my hair it's amazing
0: and that's so it's so beautiful that you're honest about like you know having the shorter hair and in the beginning like how that kind of sent you into more of a depression and you know that's a lot of things that I feel like people experience like I've wanted to lock my hair before I started to decided to do just different hairstyles like I'm a lock it mm-hmm. then I started realizing and getting like once I started getting close to the decision I was like I'm not ready because I felt yeah. like I knew like the shorter I like I cut my hair off um this summer and it's I haven't mm-hmm. had a really short like afro and I was just doing like wash and goes um mm-hmm. I earlier I said wash out, so I meant wash and goes right. um but, <laughs> uh, I was like wash out right <laughs> but, um, wash and, goes, and I knew like if I locked my hair at that short length I was gonna feel ugly or like my self-esteem was really going to be challenged a lot and you know it's hard enough having to live with just trying to feel good in your skin in a world that makes you feel unbeautiful. And it's just like yeah. to deliberately put yourself, like that's what I kind of feel like, okay, you're gonna deliberately put yourself in the force of fire and make things difficult. And I was like, I don't know if I can sustain that right now. So I was like, my hair grow right. out a little bit more. Let me just get all these other styles like out of my system. And I know for sure one day I am going to lock my hair, that's for sure. But it's just trying to work my way up to feeling okay and feeling like mm-hmm. the time is right. Because I don't want to have to take them out or feel like I can't bear, or feel like I can't go through it. And so it's also really beautiful that you have a a husband, a partner that's pouring into you in that way. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. and I wish and I hope for people is that everyone can have someone that just accepts you fully as who you are, whether it's, it doesn't even have to be a partner. It could be a friend, like it could be uh, anybody.
2: Family member, anybody. (laughs) Just
0: being able to, you know, just fully accept you as you are so that you have like some positive narratives like he like you didn't feel like you could do it so he was just doing it like pushing you up there and really trying to force you and make you grow in that way and it's like a lot of us know don't have that and then I feel like that makes it easier to slip further into that depression because there's no one there to affirm you when you just kind of like why did I do this like why did I just cut my hair why did I just why did I just (laughs) like Like you said it's a huge thing that people like now you look like a little boy like it's like yes Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly what does that mean
1: yeah
0: it's so much and so you know even for the people that don't have someone in their corner that's rooting for them like what do you feel like could be helpful for them to like get up out of that depression or get up try to boost their self-esteem more to where they can prevail into just authentically stepping into who they are step step out
2: just do it you know we're our biggest critics we're always kind of oh well no this is the reason though i can't do that because this and you know i got this job over here no just do it i literally just had to do it because i there were so many reasons i gave myself i was like no oh my god like someone gonna look at me this way like and if i didn't have a partner how i'm gonna find a partner if i'm over here looking like roger like i
1: can't (laughs) how am i gonna do this okay go home roger
2: like How am I going to be able to do this? I can't do it. But honestly, it literally takes a leap of faith because honestly, yes, I had that support from my husband, but no one could have made that decision but me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who had to say, okay, Chelsea, let's do this. Mm -hmm. You're fine. You're going to be okay. Yes, it was good for the support, but it's literally that leap of faith. You have to take that step because it's growth. You know, we always look at it, dang, that's going to be an issue. That's is going to be an issue. But that issue is a step to your healing. This is a, 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 a step to your, you know, coming out, you know? So it's like, I feel like the main things, don't question yourself. You'll know when you want to do it, when you do it. Mm-hmm. Because when you have all these, oh, I need to, all these reasons, all these excuses, you're not ready. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's- Where there's
2: always a reason and an excuse. But when you have a thousand, you're not ready. And it's okay to not be ready.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: okay to be like, I'm I know I'm going throwing myself out in the fire, but it's okay. It's okay. You're not ready for that step yet. So wait. Mm-hmm. You know? But when you're fully like, you're telling yourself, you know what, no, I can do this. Do it. I think mean, that's our biggest issue with our hair. Like, even when girls I have clients, they want to do color and they come like, well, Let's just do this little ground. This, and I'm like, no, if you want to step, girl, step. You know, it's, it's all about having, and, and it's hard because I know I, I suffer with depression and anxiety myself. So it's like, um, I know when you're in that rut, it's, whoo. God is hard to get out of, you know, but you are the only person who can get yourself out of it. Talk yourself out of it. Reassure yourself, give right. yourself affirmations and tell yourself, oh no, I look good when I do this let me go on YouTube, let me look up some styles for the short locks and see how I can put it in. Let me go buy some head wraps and I'll wrap my hair up. You know, if I'm going to dye my hair and I don't like the color, let me go uh, download an app that I can show different colors on my hair to make me feel more confident. And if you really just, like, want um, a little support from the outside, go on Instagram and say, should I dye my hair red or blue? You know, like, (laughs) Like, yes yes or no. You know, like, there's so many aspects, but I think it's just when it comes down to it, you're the only one who can make that decision. And the only way you're going to make that decision is if you step out on faith and just do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just, just mm-hmm. do it. Just yeah. do it. And I know, like, like I said, depression can get you in that rut and you really feel like you cannot move, but no one, n- not like that, but not your therapist, mm-hmm. <laughs> not your mom, not your dad, not your spouse only you yeah. can get yourself out of that rut and all you got to do is speak affirmations and tell yourself you can do it and you may have to say it a million times but you'll make that step and that's how you'll find the the confidence in order to embrace yourself in whichever way that means especially when it comes to your hair because when you look good
0: you feel good right right Right. And I definitely feel what you're yeah. saying, like affirmations, a lot of times when we do affirmations, we don't believe them starting off. Nope. That's okay. You got to stick with it and maybe mm-hmm. even play around with the language. If you don't feel like you can embody I am, then say I will be, or I can be yes. like just speaking mm-hmm. something that you're working towards. And that's like a huge mm-hmm. part of it. And, you know, also, I want to put out the disclaimer of, you know, cause I know there's a piece that we didn't really um, touch on that. I know that I was thinking of a second ago in regards to just the split and divide of, um, you know, people within the black community that do rock perms and do keep their hair straight versus the ones that are going on the more, you know, kinky texture, yeah. the locks and mm-hmm. doing things like that. And, you know, it's not to say that one is better than the other if you decide yeah. to go on a natural journey. All of this is beautiful. Um, and as you can see, like we're only touching on the surface of things. Clearly, there's so many other things that need to be talked about. And something that Chelsea pointed out was like, it needs to be talked about within our own community, probably even before we can even help other races understand <laughs> what it is that they're even planning to, because it's just like they set the bar and we just took that thing and we just been running around the track a million times with it exactly. and making it easier for them to continue to feel like it's okay to place these stigmas and you know, make the topic even more of a taboo. But I do just wanna put that out there for anybody that's watching you know, that has permed hair and that likes to keep their hair straight. You do you because at the end of the day, it's what makes you feel most happy. And if that's authentic to you, that doesn't make it a, a good or a bad thing. That's just you rocking things how you rock. Because one thing is for certain, Black hair is not an easy thing for anyone to upkeep. Like we all go through our challenges. And if it's easier for you to do that, that is completely fine because that's a journey that you're going on within yourself too to feel good about yourself. So we have to hype each other up and not even divide ourselves within the whole community mm-hmm. of natural or permed hair. It's not even about that. It's just loving each other and showing up for each other and rooting for each other with whatever way we decide to express ourselves and rock the crowns that are on our hair. So I definitely just wanted to like put that out there because I was thinking about it and even <laughs> like, you know, the different. Yes. I- People. Um, yeah, I'm even just curious like I really appreciate you touching on the mental health thing and it's huge for me to even put out there like people think that when it comes to going to therapy, you have to have these big grandor things happening with you like your whole life has to be falling apart you have to be seen as crazy. That's not true either self esteem is something that a lot of people come to therapy for and topics such as this is something that you can talk to your therapist about. Um, it's definitely something, anything, anything goes like you could talk to your therapist about anything because it's your time for you to not have any judgment and to really get to the root of what is going on and to work through things. So I definitely want to highlight that too, um, and hope that, you know, people are just able to just feel encouraged in all shape or form, even if it means you're talking to your hairstylist, if you have one and just being honest with that person. And just something that, you know, Chelsea really even put out is that, yeah, we can have all these different levels of support, but we have to really get better at supporting ourselves first because it starts within. And if we feel broken Mm -hmm. within, we feel ugly within, we don't feel like we can accept ourselves within, that's where a lot of the work has to start like it has to start there and then once you're able to get yourself to a place to where you know you don't have a million questions or you're not being like dang I shouldn't do this or you know you're not trying just a little strain around because I know when I came to her I was like this is a new yes. color Man, <laughs> yes. you need to find the right one for this picture I never mm-hmm. did this color before <laughs> like yes whole thing. Right. <laughs> to go to a more auburn red color but I had not sitting on wanting to do it for years but I was just so like what if it what if it makes me literally what if it makes me look ugly oh then I'm stuck yeah. with these braids because i didn't paying money to, and I'm right not it out. like and, right. <laughs> with all of this and it turned out to be fine so that's what she's saying like step out on faith I'm fine like it didn't kill me I've been looking at myself oh, like girl this is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's such a huge yes. and important thing and I'm even curious like you know if you before we end do you have any other questions for me in regards to something that we may not have been able to get around to this go round
2: no i just i just fully disagree that health i mean um your hair does contribute to your mental health our appearance is very important to all of us um all healthy hair is good hair destroy that narrative please Mm -hmm. For all of us, I'm not talking about just black people, for all of us, because in, in, you know, the non-racist, they have good hair, bad hair as well. You know, like healthy hair is good hair, period. And I just want everyone to just understand that, understand yourself, because like you said, it all starts within. You can't educate anyone else until you educate yourself. But it's okay to feel uncertain about yourself because your hair are uncertain because you want to wear this hairstyle you don't know if you can wear that hairstyle, you know? It just all ties together, but step, on, step out on faith and you'll be good. You'll be good.
0: Yeah, and that's part of tapping into your authentic self is being willing to try things. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, if it don't work, just take the stuff out. Like, (laughs) if it's not something that's gonna work, just take it out. If you cut it, we have that beauty. Yeah, it'll grow back. (laughs) Slap a wig on that thing if you need to. Like, yes, yes. Like, we have to get past it because that's only the way that we're gonna return back home to ourselves is by putting this out there and like trying different things. And you might like it. Like, it might be the most freeing thing that you could absolutely. Ever, ever do. So yes. I think you know, I'm I'm so happy we were able to have this conversation. I feel yes. like every conversation I have, with people, I'm like, dang, this need a part two. Cause there's, <laughs> so <laughs> so like, there's so
1: much. Yes. Yeah. It goes
0: into showing like there's so much that needs to be talked about, but people are so afraid to talk about these things because we don't want to offend nobody. Like we don't want the yes. conversation to get too hot. Now we're not talking to each other or we not friends no more. And it's like it don't really gotta be that. But do deep. it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Just go for it. Just, we, have it. Yes. we have to learn
1: We yes.
0: have to learn support each other. We have to push the bar. And break Mm -hmm. these barriers down in order to get to this better world, these better relationships, this better community that we, that it is that we envision for ourselves. So I truly thank you for coming on, you know, this episode three and, you know, I want you to be able to tell people just a little bit about like, you know, your business, how they can get in contact with you, because don't forget y'all, at the beginning of this video, she said she do Mm that her, okay? I do that her! (laughs) To be able to just tell them like, you know, about the website, about your Instagram, just how they can get in touch with you.
2: So you guys, there's two ways you can contact me. You can contact me on Instagram at my um, personal Instagram page. It's this hair by underscore cha, underscore cha. And um, I'm a braider at Bay Blow Bar in Hayward. Uh, we're only style a bar only, um, but we take all textures. There's no one who will be turned away. Your hair is not too thick, too coily, no anything. So, um, and of course, my name is Chelsea. I go by cha-cha. You can call me by such. <laughs> And um, those are the two platforms that you can contact me. And then if you have any questions about your hair texture, like Satina came to me like, I want this color, but I don't know, should I try it? I am that hairstylist. That will be completely honest with you. I will let you know, yes, no, maybe so. So feel free to DM me. Um, My contact information is also on the Instagram page. So you're more than welcome. But those are my two platforms.
0: Yes, and definitely, you know, y'all, just to point out, like it wasn't even just a hair color that I was asking her about. It was I told her, like, If I put like a water-based product, my hair is going to frizz out because I have 4C hair. She took the effort and time to do research, find products, like still to like my hair is probably what, two weeks old, maybe? And it's like still not coming through. Like the cynical yes. I told her I want to twist. I named out different ones. I was like, which best is gonna work with my hair texture? Like she was very, very honest, honest and just um, you know, she honored my request and what it was that I had done. Cause we know we get we get people that braid um hair in the houses and they just be trying to take our coins and then we have these traumatic experiences. It's important to be able to find a hairstylist that truly cares. Um, just about your journey. And so she really took the effort and that really made me feel safe. It makes me want to keep coming back to her because it shows she really care, And she took the time to just educate me about a lot of things. So definitely check her out. She does lovely, amazing, amazing work. Um, and then just so that y'all know, in order to be able to keep up with Always Live Lovely, um, I have a YouTube, I have an Instagram, I have a Facebook, and they're all at Always Live Lovely. And I also have a website, www.alwayslivelovely.com. And then I have an email. If you have any questions, you want to contact me at connect at always live um, I'm doing a lot of great things so I definitely sometimes do like these journal discussions where people are able to have a vibe we learn about meditation we talk about different topics like we're able to have a discussion and just be able to pour into each other with more of like a journaling type of vibe and I'm consistently doing these breaking barriers episodes because there's a whole bunch of topics, like even while I've been, I'm only on episode three and I've gotten different requests from people like, can you talk about this? Are you thinking about talking about this? And it shows that there's just such a need and people wanna feel seen, people wanna feel heard, people wanna learn how to be able to approach people in their community, to be able to have these conversations so that we can build so much more stronger support. And honestly, we can be our authentic selves. Like that's what this is all about. Like people yeah. have so many different barriers and so many different things that we're carrying. We can't even, we can't breathe in a lot of different ways. And it's just like, I want people to be able to just walk around feeling more free. Um, and if that, that, I can help in that way by helping you recognize and see an example of what a conversation can be like and be able to add those mental health components and that's what i'm going to do so be on the look um be on the lookout even for um next month's episode i'm always a step a step ahead i do these episodes every single month and i'm very intentional about making sure that the people that i pick have very close relationships to the topic so definitely tap in share this video with everybody that you know not just the black people with the black hair but share it with everybody that work with the black people that's friends with the black people that maybe want to be the black people like all, all of it <laughs> just, just, just share it and push it out there um, because there's something that can be learned and all that it is that we shared so i truly 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 appreciate you chelsea you know i'm definitely cooking up where maybe i can bring in more people and have like a round yeah. two follow-up of different topics um yeah. and i just want to say to everybody i hope hope. Hope that you all enjoyed it and remember to always live lovely.